For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 182 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Hals Burkhart. And I am your host, Will Witten. Oh, like that! And uh, here we are. First episode of the year. The year of episode 9. 2019. <clears throat> yes, sir. The 9s are rocking it. Quickly heading towards the roaring 20s. The 2020s. The 2020s. I don't know. I always thought, you know, that was the future. When I was a kid, like in middle school or something, I was like, oh, when I'm alive in 2020, there'll be like flying cars and super skyscrapers and space elevators. That's that's always the first thing you go to as a kid. Fucking flying cars, right? Yeah, because cars (laughs) should fucking fly. Do you know how much traffic that would eliminate? I'd be so nervous in a flying what? car. Nah, man. I don't like flying in a fucking commercial airplane, and those dudes have hundreds of thousands of hours experience. <laughs> no, dude. Back to the future, man. Where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs> well, you do know this is the year of Blade Runner. 2019 is when the first Blade Runner takes place. Really? Yeah. That is quite the dissonance there. <coughs> right? But it would be cool to think. I don't know. That's kind of a horrific future. Yeah, not very not very bright and cheery. So, uh... <coughs> my goodness. You got the bronchitis. Something. So, so, unsurprisingly, we don't have a whole lot of Star Wars news to discuss this week. Yeah, you know, holiday slowdown and whatnot. You know, John Favreau couldn't throw us a bone and post a picture on his Instagram this week. Oh no, uh, we had to re- rely on our buddy Jason Ward to drop the hotness on his Twitter account. We'll be discussing that, <clears throat> and then we'll be hearing from you guys. So, uh, how was your New Year's, buddy? It was good. 
right it, on. it was very chill very mellow yeah so was mine i um i had to work new year's eve and then you know got home and got my stuff done and then just sort of hung out and was playing some xbox jesse also had to work um and then after she got off work we were just sort of hanging out and stuff played a little mario party and then just before midnight jesse fell asleep before even oh my goodness before even the stroke of midnight she bought That's champagne classic she bought champagne we didn't drink no champagne she did wake up somehow like her internal clock woke her up right at midnight and she was like oh happy new year baby wow that's pretty cool yeah and then right back to sleep so we had a i'm still recovering from that party you know i'm not i'm not huge on going out i do enjoy it every now and then mainly if it's like going out with friends i don't like packed ass bars with a bunch of people trying to be cooler than they actually are you know what i mean we gotta go to the (laughs) right bar I mean, sometimes it can be fun if you're at the right spot. Yeah, I just, I don't know what that would be for me, you know? Well, that means you haven't found the right bar. um, But I really don't like going out on New Year's Eve. That's a nightmare. Trying to go to a bar on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Anyways, um, so yeah, very relaxed. uh, Enjoyed New Year's Day. Had the day off from work. Hung out with the the family a little bit and that kind of stuff. Watched Mississippi State get beaten in their bowl game. And whatever. Whatever. I'm used to it now. So, I hope all you guys out there had a safe and enjoyable New Year's as well. As do I. Well, before we start talking about uh, Star Wars this week, let me give you guys some business. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Blue Harvest Pod. Email us at blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. We have a Patreon page if you want to support the podcast. For as little as $3 a month, you get a brand new bonus episode every Monday. Uh, what kind of bonus episodes, you may be wondering. We've got... Star Wars or Blue Harvest Adventures, where we play the old uh, West End games role playing game with our buddy Robbo, with Jesse, Colleen, Will, myself. It's a lot of fun. We have Star Wars Year by Podcast with our buddy Steel. Oh no, it's Hall Solo, Cooking with Will, Jaws, new shows in the hopper, artwork coming in. Now we just got to get them recorded. It's going to be an excellent year on the Blue Harvest Patreon page. Check it out at patreon.com slash blueharvestpodcast. And we're so proud to be part of the best damn ass podcast best network. Best damn ass. Podcast network in the entire galaxy. The making Star Wars podcast network. I like this. Where you know, we're a podcast and we're on a network with some other podcasts. They're awesome. Uh, what podcast, you may be asking? Now this is podcasting, Steel Wars, Rebel Girl, uh, The Sith List, Rogue One, Podcast 2187, First Order Transmissions, uh, Idiots Ray in the Cargo Hold. My dog Luna is acting like a total asshole in the background and is really throwing me off my game right now. 
I can hear her going after it. Yeah, she's trying to beat up on the sweetest cat in the world. Fucking Walter White. Yeah. Oh my God, my entire life is falling apart right in front of me. It's getting real over there. I dropped this jar. Dear God. All right. Fuck. Coming in strong with with the first episode of the year. Oh my lord. Cha cha cha. I am. We're calling it here. We're not even making it to episode two hundred. Um. So you want to talk about Star Wars? Let's talk about Star Wars. Yeah, I'd like. Well, how's your week been besides New Year's and things like that? You get up to anything fun? I didn't. I've spent a lot of downtime in the house trying to get it organized after Christmas and straightened up. I know how that goes. I know how that goes. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't have much to report either besides, um, you know, just work and stuff. Not a, not a super exciting week in the life. Watch the second season of Narcos. Oh, yeah. Pretty damn good. Pretty damn is good. Is that the one that uh, Diego Luna shows up in? or is Yes, he in... sir. Oh, yes, okay. sir. He's in the whole... That's, he's the main guy. <clears throat> Kick ass. Kick ass. Um, well, speaking of Diego Luna, we got the a tiniest little update on the Cassian Andor. Nice nice segue, Will. You didn't even know I was going here. The Cassian Andor, Andor series that's going to be coming to Disney+. Plus. And... It looks like it will be going into production October 2019, so October of this year. This comes from a Twitter page called Production Weekly, I believe, and they, I mean, it's what it sounds like. They report on productions and their going-ons and stuff, and they're reporting that the Cassian series is set to start production in October of next year. Which sounds about right. I, I believe that's around the time they started filming The Mandalorian. So <clears throat> it sounds like they're going to be on a similar sort of schedule, you know. Yeah, it does. Makes me wonder, um, you know, were we talking about this? Like whether, I think we were, whether The Mandalorian is going to be an ongoing series or a mini series, right? I think we were talking uh, about that last week. Uh, yeah, we were. <clears throat> and I thought it was going to be a limited series. They've not said one way or the other. There's no either. There's no unofficial or official um, information about that floating around there or out there. So, you know, not just because they have one in production in October doesn't mean that they can't also have the second season if there's going to be one of the Mandalorian in production at the same time could also go into production later because that's probably if I had to guess going to be around the time October November that the Disney Plus app launches anyway so um you know there's a good chance that by the time Cassian goes into production, we may not have even seen the Mandalorian. Definitely not all of it because I am convinced it's not going to be all put up at once. No, I don't think so either. I don't think Disney's going to do that. Mm -mm. I'm pretty sure they'll do weekly episodes. Yeah. Go the, the Hulu route with their, you know, Hulu does that with their original stuff. 
Does Amazon do that as well? You know, honestly, I'm not sure because I've watched a couple of episodes. So they do it with um, the Grand Tour for sure. The the show that the dudes from Top Gear went on to do. Right. But I don't I know. I have to watch that. I don't know what they do, what their approach is for other stuff like man in the high castle i've watched a few episodes of that but it was after the first season like maybe even after the second season was out or had started so i don't know maybe they do that on a weekly basis too but i'm not sure <coughs> but i know like um honestly it feels like and maybe i'm wrong feels like netflix is really the only one that does sort of the binge format because you know that new star trek show Star Trek Discovery is on the CBS app, and they release that. Are the Star Trek shorts on the CBS app as well? They are. The short treks, okay. <coughs> yeah, and then... <coughs> Excuse me. The new um, the new show that's going to have Captain Picard in it is also going to be on there. Wow. Yeah. That's you know, a- I didn't have a reason to get it, but if it's that much, I'm, I might have to. Yeah, um, my dad, you know what's crazy is my dad, uh, huge Star Trek fan, right? Yeah. I've seen most of the Star Trek that I have seen has been because of my dad, right? Right. And we were hanging out with him on Christmas and he was talking, my dad loves talking about like cable services. I don't know why, like I feel like this is a topic of conversation. Like CBS, NBC, and ABC? No, no, no. He likes to tell me like what 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 way he's watching tv like so for a while he was big on sling like that okay that digital cable service sling right 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 and now i don't maybe he's doing like direct tv now which is or, like the streaming direct tv okay and but i think he's real interested in youtube tv and he's going over telling me all the different streaming services he has and he mentioned that he had uh cbs all access <clears throat> i was like dad uh You've got that. Do you watch the Star Trek show? He didn't even know it was there. Was, there was a Star Trek show on it. Oh my goodness! My dad, the biggest Star Trek fan I know, didn't even know. Has he watched it yet? Have you see what he thought? I don't know if he started it yet because this was just you know, last week that I was talking to him about it. I'll have to ask right. him. <sighs> see what he thinks. Anyway, um, moving on to the other galaxy, far, far away. The better one. Um, we are talking about Cassian and the Mandalorian speaking of Mandalorians you know last week I told you that my family got me the the big crazy slave one Lego set for Christmas right so I reached out to some of my Lego enthusiast friends and sort of got ones that I knew had put it together and sort of got their thoughts on it how long it took them and the general consensus I got from a few people was, oh my God, does anybody want animals? <laughs> For free. Specifically dogs. I'm done with dogs. Tonight I'm done with dogs. Cats only, man. Um, and the general consensus I got was, it should take me about five to six hours to put together, right? Yeah. Which I was like, ah, that's a... It's a time sink for a Lego, but I'm going to do it. So Saturday morning, I went up, or got up, ran some errands, came home, 
and it was time, dude. I got all set up on the table, <clears throat> got like the 50 different numbered bags of Legos out of the box, and I sat down to build this thing, right? Yeah. They. I will say this. I'm sure it's because the people I'm talking to are are much more recently versed in building Lego. I haven't put together a Lego set in years. It's been years really? since I've put... Oh, yeah. The last one I put together was that was one... That, a, that clone? Yeah. The uh, Republic carrier. Starship Yeah. thing that you and I put together. Yeah, that That's was awesome. Years ago, though, right? That was before Jesse and I were together, and that's... And we've been together seven years, so at least seven years. And I've never put together a Lego set of this size with this many pieces. But it didn't take five or six hours. No, man, it took closer to nine. Wow. And that is with... Because it was the pro set? Yeah, well, that and... And that wasn't just me. Jesse came home about four or five hours into the process and started helping me too. So there was two of us working on this thing. And we took a small break to eat some pizza for dinner. Like we ordered pizza. Like once we got started, like you don't want to stop in the middle of this and then put it all back in the box. Like I was in it to put this thing together. Right. Right. Dude, it was a process. I, I realized something during the process of this i know there is a there's a lot of people who build lego and they're like it's soothing it relaxes me jesse is one of those people you know who is not one of those people oh you me man by the end of that eight or nine hours i was ready to be done i was like i want i just want this put together because <laughs> it's, it's lego's work cool they I and I st- hey look it is the coolest Lego thing I've ever seen. It is so amazing. Like the final product is undeniably cool, right? But there was a couple of times where I lost a couple of pieces, and I was getting so angry trying to find them. One was like a very specific like little cog piece. Like, you know, like they'll do like gears and cogs so you can have like um, moving parts in the Lego set and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh, great. It's ruined. The whole set's ruined. I lost this fucking cog piece. Oh, I was getting frustrated, dude. Dude, and you got animals. I'd be terrified that a cat would grab one of my Legos and eat it up. See, that's the other thing. Like, while building the Lego, it is also a delicate dance of keeping all the animals away. So like for the most part, they didn't care, but our cat Mushu um, was all about it. He wasn't trying to get them. He would just hear us opening the bags and spreading out the pieces and stuff. And he immediately wanted to check it out. Right. So yeah, like it was, it was just kind of stressful because I was like, this is a giant expensive set. I want to get it together and get it put up safely before something bad happens to it you know yeah so but it's put together it's awesome um i'm super glad to have it but damn that was a long lego project maybe it would have been more enjoyable had i split it up over a couple of days instead of just trying to marathon through it you know yeah 
I mean, it shouldn't be one of those things that's a chore. You know, you, you should do it. I mean, you should do it and come back to it. Do it in spurts to where it's enjoyable, you know, because it should be soothing. Yeah, once Jesse and I get uh, our house or whatever, um, and I have, like, my space, my Star Wars space that the animals aren't allowed in and, like, stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Whether that's a, you know, an extra bedroom or a basement. That's what I really want. I want a finished basement. Um, whether it's one of those two things, then I could see myself doing a big Lego project like that over a couple of days, splitting it up. Like, cause Jesse really wants, they make this giant ultimate collector series Hogwarts from Harry Potter, right? Oh, wow. And it is either two or three times as many pieces as this slave one that we put together. It's huge. It is basically the Harry Potter equivalent of that ultimate collector series Falcon that they put out this year. Okay. It's the second biggest uh, Lego set ever. The first being the Falcon. It'd be one of those things where you needed to put it on like a table in your basement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or or in a case or something. And it looks cool. We watched some videos of people putting it together and it does look cool. All right. So speaking of Cassian and the Mandalorian. I can't wait to see that because Diego Luna is such a good actor. I agree, man. I think that's going to be really cool. Like, you know, personally, obviously I'm more stoked for the Mandalorian. I mean, yeah, that's, my jam but i'm super stoked about the cassian series as well i mean <clears throat> the cool thing is is i don't have to just choose one i get to watch both of them i can watch whichever one i want whenever i want once they come out so um speaking of the mandalorian our buddy jason ward over at makingstarwars.net dropped a little uh little Mandalorian nugget on us on New Year's Eve. So he posted a picture on New Year's Eve. Now, this is not an actual picture from the set. This is a illustration of something he saw on the set. And it says, Happy New Year, Jason Ward. Saw this on the Mando set. Love you. Do you want to explain? explain to our good listeners what it is we're looking at in this picture you guys can see it if you go to uh, at making star wars on twitter in this picture you're basically looking at the top main unit of an r2 droid without the legs the two by legs or the the tri in the middle and those are sitting on robot legs and the r2 unit has uh, a regular set of arms coming out and then a secondary mini set of arms coming out at about his hips you know his ribs where his ribs would be mm-hmm. and it's really cool and he's holding a staff yeah a staff or a pole arm or something a yeah. stick um and you know in the illustration at least it looks like the the parts that have been added on to this R2 unit to me look and and you remarked on this as well very IG-88-esque. Yeah. The shoulder joints just kind of reminded me of that. The yeah. The way they're drawn, maybe. Yeah. It could be the way they're drawn, but it could be that they were drawn that way because 
that's the way it is, you know. Well, I mean, could, you know, could uh, be, could be, could be. Um, but that's a cool concept, though. It is, and it's also interesting given that you know there were the reports that IG88 was in the Mandalorian, and then on Christmas Day, John Favreau drops that picture of uh, who I assume to be IG88. And now we've got this little droid guy. Or I guess he could be big, too. It's hard to figure out the scale. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not quite sure. Because his legs kind of look like he's chilling there or like floating in space. Right. You know what I mean? He's not standing on anything. We know the relative size of an R2 unit. And it's just hard to say how much height those legs add on to him, right? Right. Um, But I wanted to bring up a little piece of like Star Wars canon. Um, the guys over at Now This Is Podcasting talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but you know, more pieces have seen to have come out since then the IG 88 thing and this. So there's this organization in the Star Wars universe called the, Go- the Droid Gatra, G O T R A, right? And in on Wikipedia, this is what they're, this is sort of the general description of them, right? Okay. The droid Gatra was a band of lethal repurposed battle droids with grievances against the Galactic Empire for having been abandoned after this, their service during the Clone Wars who supported droid emancipation. The group was confined to an industrial complex in the bowels of the planet Coruscant and served as the muscle for the Crimora Syndicate. Um... So these guys have been brought up in a few things. Um, they were in like the um, Darth Vader comic or mentioned in the Darth Vader comic, maybe the, even the Afra comic. They were also brought up in the novel Tarkin by James Lucino. And they played... Um, the I would say the biggest part they've played so far was in that book, Last Shot, that was sort of the tie-in book for Solo. Okay. <laughs> now, you may be wondering, like, okay, so they mention uh, repurposed battle droids and they stuff, do. right? And yeah. so far, we've been given no indication through official means or, uh, you know, uh, the detective work of one Mr. Jason Ward that there's any battle droids in the Mandalorian. So you might be wondering, like, well, what does this droid gotcha stuff have to do with it? Well, let me su- let me submit my second piece of evidence to the court, Judge Witten. Go on. So there's a fairly recently released book called Star Wars Scum and Villainy, right? Written by Pablo Hidalgo. And in this book, it is basically sort of an in-universe book, meaning, like, it's written from the perspective of like you're reading case files about bounty hunters and stuff in the Star Wars universe, right? Okay. Well, since we uh, we know IG-88 is going to be in The Mandalorian, I decided I would pull up his section in this book and let me read you a little something, all right? All right. The IG series of combat... Automata saw its zenith during the Clone Wars where 
Banking clan-backed separatists unleashed phalanxes of these chrome droids onto the battlefield. After the defeat of the separatists, the conquered war droids were destined to be scrapped at junkyards across the alley, the galaxy. But the liberation efforts of the droid Gatra spared many droids this fate. It is believed that IG-88 was liberated by the Gatra, but refused membership to the organization, preferring to remain independent. It was illegal for the droid to acquire an IPKC license, so IG-88 was essentially an unlicensed bounty hunter. Nonetheless, it carved out a career hunting escaped fugitives in the Outer Rim territories. So, all right. So let's start putting the pieces here together, right? Oh, shit. We got this droid gotcha organization. Who fights for droid emancipation? Yeah, yeah. Okay, now that's the second time that's come up, including Solo. Yeah. Which leads me to think there's going to be some sort of Star Wars droid emancipation event. There's going to be a droid war or something. There, There very well could be. It, it, and honestly, I wonder if this is going to be an element of the Man- Mandalorian, right? So we mm. have IG-88, right, in the Mandalorian. And right. according to this book, which is canon, <laughs> IG-88 was liber- <coughs> liberated by this this droid Gatra, right? Right. And now we see this picture of this crazy modified... Um, R2 unit who I mean he looks he does not look like he's built to be doing R2 unit stuff he looks like he's built to kick ass yeah he looks like a bruiser an enforcer I think we're gonna see this whole droid gotcha thing in some form in the Mandalorian (laughs) and in just hypothetically if there is some sort of droid war that Disney's gonna try to depict you know, just like George Lucas did in episode one, it's a way to have, you know, forgive a lot of violence without a lot of blood. You know, you can kill a lot of droids without having to shoot up a lot of people. Does right. that make sense? No, no, I totally, I totally know what you mean. Um, it would just be interesting if there is some giant like droid emancipation war or event. I would have expected it to, you know, just not that that itself is going to have something to do with uh, the Mandalorian. It could be like a subplot or, uh, you know, a story. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know if it'll be that big, but if they keep building to it, like, you know, they keep dropping these hints. Yeah, it it makes me wonder. The thing is, is like to me, with it being set up sort of in Solo and with IG-88 and this this R2 guy showing up in the Mandalorian. You know, this is all before the sequel trilogy. And, you know, I don't really know that we've seen anything. Well, so so it'd have to be after episode nine because droids are not emancipated in episode yeah. eight. <clears throat> that is true. I don't know, man. It's an interesting thing to consider. Like, more than likely, you know, what happens in um, the Mandalorian with this is you know ig88 and and some of the droid gotcha are probably after the mandalorian you know 
Yeah, and that'd be cool because it's a really scary. You can use it effectively as a scary villain. It doesn't need to rest. It doesn't eat. It doesn't sleep. The only thing it does is pursue its objective, like marking off check marks on a list. You know. Yeah. Like yeah. a Terminator. It's terrifying if you think about it. If that thing is targeting you and after you. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff they could do with it, and just see an IG eighty IG eighty eight kick ass for once. I'm all about that. Who is not? <clears throat> uh, you know, I'm sure there's people out there that are like, yeah, I don't really care for IG-88. But, uh, well, for me, that's pretty good stuff. Um, but yeah, just something I thought was interesting, like trying to dig in and fig- find stuff out about IG-88 from this Scum and Villainy book and the Droid Gotra thing popped up and all that it just makes me wonder. It's been one of those sort of reoccurring plot elements. It's not necessarily focused on a whole lot. It is in Last Shot, that Han Solo book. But otherwise, it's not been like a huge focus. But it, it definitely seems to be an element of the universe that they're pushing forward a little bit, you know? Yeah. So it makes me wonder where they might be going with that. Alrighty. So, uh, really? That about? Oh, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say I brought this up to you in in person, but I I wanted to bring it up on the podcast. I got this pair of socks for Christmas, and this Star Wars pack, and most of them say Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, you know, and different designs, different characters or whatever. But then I have this one that's got Darth Vader's head, and it says Darth Vader lives, and I was like, okay. Well, what and I was like, but, but he doesn't. But what's the relevance of that? Like I was like, I'm you know, Darth Vader is dead. But then I had to call you and ask, and you were like, oh, it's in this book. There's this faction. So I could have been misinforming you, but when I heard that, when you said that to me, the first thing I remembered were the alkalites of the beyond, which yeah. are a very very small part of the Chuck Wendig aftermath trilogy. Um, and I want to say like, they cause like riots and stuff on this one planet. And they, um, they go to this shop and they buy what they believe is Darth Vader's lightsaber from this guy. And he ignites it for him. And the, the blade is red and stuff. And, they buy it from him and when they leave like this guy's buddy was like was that really Darth Vader's lightsaber and his response is basically well it was red wasn't it you know <clears throat> so they, they never really established that it's actually Darth Vader's lightsaber probably fairly impossible for it to be because I'm pretty sure his lightsaber is destroyed with the second Death Star yeah I would think um, but anyways uh, if and if I'm not mistaken, they leave graffiti at one point that says something to the effect of Vader lives or Darth Vader lives. I could be wrong about that. If I am, please somebody correct me. Like I'm, I'm totally fine with it. I just, for some reason, when you said that to me, that's the first thing that popped in my head. And I find that fascinating because that seems like a fairly obscure reference mm-hmm. to have made on socks. Not that I'm hating. I'm glad I, I have them. I think they're cool as shit. You know, I just, I was like, honestly, hmm, interesting. I, have, I have a feeling that 
the makers of those socks probably weren't referencing that, if that is correct. I think it was probably, for some reason, just a slogan they slapped on there. I can't imagine that the makers... That's a really odd one. I don't know, like... Like Darth Vader, but he doesn't. Everyone knows Darth Vader is dead. Yeah, but I I don't think it's supposed to be, like, literal, in the case of the socks. You know, like... And it's obviously not literal within the the confines of those aftermath books. I don't really know, um, but yeah, I, I, if I had to guess, like, you know, there was, um, I remember when I was reading up on the writing of the Lord of the Rings books, right? Right. Apparently, it was a thing, like college kids to do when those books first came out to write Frodo lives. Okay. Like on walls and stuff. Once again, this is something that I, I have this vague memory of, you know? Yeah. Um, Frodo lives. Yeah. It was a popular counterculture slogan in the sixties and seventies. So well after the books came out. Referring to the character Frodo Baggins from the fantasy novel Lord of the Rings. The term was used frequently in graffiti, buttons, bumper stickers, t-shirts, and other materials. It was commonly associated with the hippie modem movement. So, it could even be a reference to that. You know, who knows? Who really knows? I thought I remember that being a thing. Yeah, I I don't know. But oh yeah, that's right. Jesse has a pair of Star Wars socks that says it's C three PO socks, right? They're like yeah. the the um, it's those kind of socks that kind of make your feet look like the character, for lack of a better term. Like they're themed. Okay, yeah. yeah. And there's a C three PO pair. And one day she was looking at them, and she was like, Ah, I think there is a. Um, a typo on these and we looked at it and it doesn't say C-3PO it says G-3PO 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 holy knockoffs Batman yeah <laughs> officially released licensed product not knockoffs bought at Target on Force Friday when the the Last Jedi stuff came out I did a quick Darth Vader live search and I find I can find a t-shirt available with that on it but there's no real reference no information on what that actually means yeah I don't know Who anyway somebody... I thought there, like you like you just looked up Frodo lives like I thought yeah. well okay well maybe there's a little ditty somebody uh, right and now Diane. <laughs> uh. somebody's pulling out their hair you idiots you don't know a damn thing somebody right now is like what the fuck is he talking about with this alkalites beyond thing guys it's a rough start to the new year I told you at the beginning Um, you want to hear from our good old moisture farmers this week buddy let's do Well, let's hear from our buddy Steve D first let's maybe his melodiousness his melodious song maybe maybe I'll just play the song (laughs) Maybe it won't play when I try to get it to play. 
Maybe after then you'll you'll words good. I'll words right. He loves to split chicks with his pud. Kitty Cockhead to stroke his cone and suck on his balls. Kitty Cockhead, what you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge, but he'll be pumping spooge tomorrow. Cockhead, Lou Herb. Cockhead, Hansberger. Cockhead, Will Wynn. Goose paint, cockhead, G money, cockhead, King Tom, cockhead, Joe, cockhead, Key and D, cockhead, cockhead. All right, so we got two voicemails and two emails. No voicemail from King Tom this week. Even royalty needs a break. Shocking. Yeah, you know, maybe there was an, a sick-ass Weezer concert this week. Or maybe he was just like, I'm tired of talking to those dudes. That's probably the more accurate. He was like, if Will's going to be on there, I don't want to send one in. Somebody's getting arrested. Or somebody's going to the hospital. Yeah, sirens. This is been an excellent fucking episode it's a busy sound night i should have uh, recorded tomorrow here we go this is from andy star wars ramblings on twitter hey Hawes. hey will good to call you guys again uh this is andy calling back after a uh, month month and a half hiatus but uh man i cannot wait for star wars celebration i cannot freaking wait for that week, practically. I mean, Thursday to Tuesday. Uh, because, man, I know it's four and a half months away, but 2018 was a rough damn year to be a Star Wars fan. At least for me, it was a rough damn year. You know, with the TLJ split or the TLG, TLJ, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, uh... I don't want to call it backlash, but a fissure, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and then, you know, oh, Solo's underperform- underperformance at the box office. And while I enjoyed Solo, it wasn't that spiritual life-changing event that touches my soul like what, you know, the episodic films do for me. Uh, so that didn't really redeem Star Wars in, or rather, it didn't redeem my Star Wars fandom uh, like I was like, hoping it would. And yeah, I mean, after spending a year listening to complaints and then anti-complaints is what I call them, um, overtly positive opinions on things saying that you're not a true fan if you don't like everything and all that crap. Uh, it's taken me until pretty much now, basically. I mean, ever since January until now, I, or last January, January 2018, until now, I have been doing 
nothing but kind of can still consuming Star Wars, but more as a habit more than anything. And I'm just now getting to the point where like I'm actually watching Star Wars and enjoying it again. I'm not worried about, you know, somebody's personal political opinions and how they might react to this specific thing or whatever. And I'm convinced that celebration is going to be the final turning point where I can finally start just enjoying Star Wars again instead of talking about, you know, whether or not somebody liked it and whether or not they're right to like or dislike something. (sighs) I mean, even though that I grew up in that city or I partially grew up in the city of Chicago, I'm, I'm still up way later than I should be. Uh, not getting enough sleep because I'm, I'm up on Google street view or on the, the 3d map stuff, just tootling around the city, looking at like, Oh, is this, what's the reviews on this pub on this street and other crazy stuff like that overly planning and man, so good. I just cannot wait to finally meet people that I've known for years, you know, meet new friends in lines and in booths and stuff, man, cannot fricking wait for that week. Ah, it's going to be fricking fantastic. Anyways, enough about me, uh, fanboying out about, uh, celebration. Uh, my question is to you guys, what is your guys's gear list for celebration? Because I mean, myself personally, I do some silly, stupid little, uh, fan content as well and um i've got so much crap man (laughs) i've spent so much money on gear and crap to take with me to celebration i've got a nice cam a nice good 4k camcorder i've got a gopro on like the super cool gimbal that keeps the gopro super stable i've got uh the last couple bits coming in which is like an xlr input for my zoom f1 recorder one of the little mini zooms that you can hook to your belt an XLR module, so you can plug two XLR mics into it, and a freaking editing laptop, and man, I've got so much crap to bring with me down to Chicago, which is fortunate, it's only like a two-hour drive for me, but still, i got a lot of crap to bring with me. And my question is to you guys, what what's your guys' must-haves? I know with the podcast and stuff, you guys must have to bring, you know, a Zoom recorder or whatever, what, uh, and what is your must-haves, your, oh crap, if I forget this everything is off the rails. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys very very much for listening to me ramble on like this, and I will catch you guys on the show. Thank you guys as always, and as always, may the force be with you. Take care. All right. Thanks for uh, calling in, buddy. Hey, man. Uh, The cool thing about Celebration is that it brings everybody together. That's one of the awesome things. Everybody's going to come together and have a good time. Honestly, I have a feeling we're going to see so much cool shit at Celebration. Not just Episode Nine related, you know, Clone Wars related, Mandalorian related, uh, Resistance related. Like, there's going to be, I feel, something for almost every flavor of Star Wars fan. And if you're a Star Wars fan that is a fan of more of it than you're not a Star, you know, uh, than not a fan of it, I think you're going to be blown away. So... I think the sheer cool shit output 
possibility for Star Wars Celebration is really going to help drown out some of, some of the fucking overwhelming negativity, you know? Right, right. So I'm looking forward to that from that standpoint, too. Um, as far as gear, so <laughs> for Celebration in 2017, I took my recording laptop, my mixing board, mics like I took my full regular podcast setup and because that is so much to hook up it is in no way portable I didn't end up using it a single damn time so I'm not doing that again uh, when we went to California this summer I got a small little Behringer audio interface that I could hook up to my laptop and Will and I recorded an episode in the hotel or uh, solo reaction show and that worked out really well I've and I use that still from time to time especially if I'm just recording something by myself and don't feel like putting the big setup together right but for this year I think I'm going to go the zoom recorder route myself because of the portability and the ease of use uh, I don't have it yet. I'll probably order it within the next month or two so I can get it in and sort of figure it out before I take it. But I think that's the plan. Maybe an H6, a Zoom H6 or something like that. And I'll bring the editing laptop to edit uh, the recordings and hopefully get a, a few things up on the podcast feed during celebration if everything goes to plan. So that's the current current idea. At least that sounds awesome. Yeah, we'll see if if I execute it. Like I said, I took all that whole damn setup to Orlando in 2017. Did not use it once. So, and and part of it, like I said, was because of so much to set up. It's not portable, and there was just no time. Like once celebration started, the only time we weren't doing something is when we were sleeping for the next day of celebration. You know exhausting i bet <laughs> it is i mean it's it's like the the fun type of exhausting but it is exhausting uh that's that's why i'm hoping like if i get one of these <clears throat> h6 recorders i will be able to be a li- since it'll be portable it'll be a little easier to record whenever we do have a spare moment here and there you know yeah that's the plan at least all right so We've got another voicemail from Jim. Let's hear what he has to say. And we'll go on to emails. Here's Jim. Any second now. Here we go. Pause and Will Witten. You bad mamma jamas. Uh... I just finished episode 127, which means I've circled back and listened to every episode you guys have set out, and it's emotional, and uh, because it's it was a it's the end of an era. That was I enjoyed the shit out of uh, listening to, and I've never listened to any podcasts like that before because uh, I started this job and with a long trip and first got into podcasting 
I was like, I'll listen to Joe Rogan because he has my boy Neil deGrasse Tyson on YouTube videos. So I was like, I'll get that. And I listened to some episodes a good amount. But then uh, I was like, man, Star Wars. They probably have podcasts too, just never got into podcasts. And then uh, I thought it might be a funny story of how I came across you guys. I put on, I looked on Star Wars uh, podcasts and came across... um, now this is podcasting and uh put on the episode from october 28th of this year and uh, there's like five guys on it and i wasn't exactly into it immediately uh there was a lot of talking and then one of the guys said buddy of mine had sex with this certain star wars uh woman uh who were employee and she said it was the best sex of her life, and he put his balls and penis inside it. I'm like, this isn't the type of Star Wars news I was into. And uh, <laughs> somebody said, I think they were from the Sith list. Um, they said, I think I would, if I had one podcast to listen to, it'd be Blue Harvest. I mean, even more so than mine. I wouldn't even listen to my my show. I'd listen to Blue Harvest. <laughs> And I'm like, well, what the fuck am I listening to this to? Listen to this for? So <laughs> I started on I started on episode 128 and listened to you guys and uh, yeah, zero regrets that's for sure. But um, <laughs> and uh, I asked you about the uh, switching the sexes of the Force Awakens and all that, and you brought up Poe and female this and uh, did female Finn? Oh my goodness. She sounds hot. <laughs> and, uh, you know, emo Kylo girl is uh, knocking me unconscious and taking me on the ship, ship and female things <laughs> running up. Jim! I mean, Ray! Ray! Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, you guys have a, a great collection. Oh, and I wanted to start on um, another podcast. Uh, I was thinking rogue uh rogue one for winners or you know but uh doesn't have my boy will i heard he makes a couple appearances so i'd be looking forward to that but uh yeah see ya (laughs) ignite the green i like hearing how people discover the show because i do too i never really know how it happens like for instance like um our buddy Evan, who does all our incredible artwork, like it just feels like I've known Evan forever at this point. Right. And like he was one of the earlier people to write into the show. He was. How did he find our show? I don't even know. King Tom. How did King Tom find the show? I don't know. Hopefully it's just the luck of someone that's like searching Star Wars podcasts. Well, see, that's what I was going to say. This kind of messed up. If you search Star, like if you just go into like uh, iTunes podcast app and search Star Wars, I don't know that we come up because I've done really? that. Yeah. And I messed up when I set up our podcast. Um, something I've noticed, like when you go to look up Star Wars podcasts on the app store, right? Or the podcast app. <clears throat> The uh, a lot of shows will put Star Wars as the author, so it'll say, you know, um, 
you know, uh, I I don't want to say like I don't know that Steel does this, but let's just use him as an example. Let's say Steel Wars by Star Wars, right? Right. <laughs> and ours is Blue Harvest by Hals Burkhart and Will Witten. Like right. I didn't know that little trick then. Um, I need to go in and look and see if there's a way to change that. But yeah, when you search Star Wars, like there's definitely shows that are understandable that should show up before ours that have bigger audiences for sure and stuff. But I don't think we show up at all. <coughs> Maybe I finally got some time to listen to your creepy. Yeah, I know you were texting me about it. Yeah, it was wonderful. And I, I gave them a review. It was, uh, it was so good. I had to leave a, a glowing review. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad you did. I'm sure they appreciate that. It's dude. That's that's another thing that is so tough. Like, we're lucky because so many of our listeners have been um, kick ass over the years, you know, and have left us reviews and stuff. But it's it's tough to get those iTunes reviews, man. Oh yeah. It's you not, know, just getting people to leave one. You know, they don't think about it. They just enjoy it, and yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I try Sometimes to. Be, you just forget. Yeah, I try to be proactive, um, just because I know how much those iTunes reviews mean to us. I try to be proactive with all our friends and and go on every couple of months and just leave reviews on shows that I haven't had a chance to yet. I actually probably need to go through and do that sometime soon. It's been a little while, <clears throat> but yeah, that'd be cool. I'm sure everybody would appreciate it. It's one of those things. It's just hard to get people to do you know it's like because i know for me like a lot of times i'm working while i listen to podcasts and don't necessarily have the opportunity to be like okay let me stop look this you know look up their page on the app and find it and leave a review and then i'm like but i need to remember to do that and then i never do so I right. totally so, and it. if your focus isn't you know if your focus isn't on the marketing aspirant you know aspect mm-hmm. of it it's going to slip your mind, mm-hmm. you know, some, and, but there are some people that are, you know, they live and breathe social media. So they, it, that, that marketing aspect of it is always on their mind. You know, the click like, and subscribe. Yeah. But I really oh. can't, I can't complain. We've gotten, you know, 135 something reviews. So I really we got can't great fans. As yeah. Well we, got. Our listeners c- couldn't be better about it, but it's, you know, I also know how many people listen a week. And it's more than 135. So, you know, come on, guys. Was that, was that shade? Was that Loki shade? No, that wasn't shade. That was just saying, like, I know how many people listen, and it's it's more than 135. So, like, some of you guys need to leave us a goddamn review. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I know not everybody has uh, iTunes either. You know, not everybody's on a, an iPhone. So that also makes a difference. So, you know, there's all kinds of factors that go into it. Shit happens. <clears throat> all right. So next up we have an email from our buddy Sajax. Hey, Halls and Will. Thanks for reading my email last week. It was a real treat. This is my favorite Star Wars podcast and the only one I will make sure to listen to each week. Oh, thanks, buddy. Halls, you pronounced my name right. It's actually a super goofy Star Wars name that my friends and I put together back in the eighth grade. Sajax Chawil. I'm sure there's tons of ways to make one, but ours was take the first two letters from your first name 
and add them to the first three letters of the town you lived in. That gives you your Star Wars first name, but gives you a little wiggle room. Then take the first three letters of your last name and add them to the first four letters of your mother's maiden name. That makes your last name, but it's a little more rigid of a rule. The finishing touches were to add hyphens, inner caps, drop repeating letters, and replace letters with X to make it cool. So the reason I wanted to write back was to know what your Star Wars names would be using this method. Or do you guys already have names from childhood that you remember or still use? Thanks again for all of your hard work and Happy New Year. Say, Jax. I'll tell you mine. And it's a funny story. So because it's a similar formula to what you got there, yeah, well, it's just in different spots. What's I was going to ask you because one time you and I put our Star Wars names together, and I remember mine and yours. Yours is so funny to me. Mine's mine's Wee Wee Tihan. Wee Wee Tihan, and mine yeah. was Burry McCoy. Burry McCoy. I do not and use I, those. <laughs> I do not use. I those. don't use those either. Yeah. What was that? It was a different formula. What it was? It was, it was the same basic stuff. It, uh, it was the first, uh, the first two letters of your first name, and then the first three letters of your last name, and then uh, the first two letters of your mom's maiden name, and the first three letters of the town you were born in. So that's where uh, you know, as Will Witten, it becomes Wee Wee, and then Wee uh, Wee. My mother's maiden name is Tillman. And I was born in Huntsville, Alabama, so it becomes T. Hun. And that is uh, actually fairly Star Wars sounding, just to be honest. But uh, it's not It's not very flattering. It's not, <laughs> it's, uh, it's the cook behind the bar. It's not, uh, it's not the intergalactic smuggler. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Wee Wee T. Hun, janitor to Coruscant. Janitor so, Supreme. I just used his nake his his uh method, right? Yeah. And using that method, my Star Wars name would be Ribber Burmalco. Burmalco? Burmalco. That's that's kind of cool. Ribber Burmalco. That's kind of like, like a mercenary name. Ribber Burmalco. Hmm. I forgot the formula or I would recap. Okay, so it's uh you you might want to pull out your notes app. Oh goodness. Because I had to write mine out like to figure it out. You know what I mean? Maybe you I mean you've got better mind grapes than I do, so maybe you can do it in your head, but it's the first two letters of your first name. Okay. you know what? I'll just do it for you. Yeah, I've got it right here. Okay. First two letters of your first name and the first three letters of the town you live in. Okay. Okay. This is not going to end well already. Wheat up. Wheat up. <laughs> Wheat up. Wheat and up. the first three letters of your last name. Okay. And the the first four letters of your mother's maiden name. Oh God. So it's Wheat up. Wheat up. Wheatill. Wheat up. Wheatill. No. 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 No, bro. Wheat up. Wheatill. I think well, that's better than Wee Wee Tihan. I don't know that it is, my friend. Actually, I think it's you combine less pronounceable. I think mine is too. Reber Bermalco. Can you imagine if we went to see the, the first, first? The first name is cool, honestly. Well, Wee Tup. I was saying combine the two. Wee Tup Tihan. That would be cool. That's not bad. But can ah. you imagine if we went to see the Force Awakens? 
and uh, let's say Poe Dameron came on the screen, and they're like, hey, kid, what's your name? And he said, I'm Reber Bermalco. That, I would have been like, that's a dumb name. Oscar mm-hmm. Meyer. That's unfortunate for you. Reber Bermalco. Poor kid. You know, I'm I'm terrible at naming characters, right? So, like, whenever we would play D&D, like, I would fucking stress about coming up with a character name. It is always my weak point. When I used Aww. to try to write Star Wars fan fiction as a kid, it was a weak point. Some, what you do is you write out like a bunch of them and then you can pick your favorite. Right. But uh, I'm so lame that like if you, if I'm playing a video game which you, where you get to name your character, right? Oh, I bet it's Jack Shepard. Every time. Every, every time. time if I play a bad character, so like if I play a game that has like a good path and a bad path, I'll play the good path first. And if I tried to, <clears throat> if I go back and play the bad path, I don't j- name it Jack Shepard. I name it Creed Bratton, which is also, you know, a character from a show. It's from the office. So like, because the last name, the last man who crossed Creed Bratton was named Creed Bratton. Uh, so yeah, whenever I have to name a character in a video game, it's either Jack Shepard or Creed Bratton. So I'm not creative in that. And then we start doing this Blue Harvest Adventures podcast, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And what happens? I start stressing about my character name. And I literally spent about 30, 45 minutes on a website that was like an automated Star Wars character (laughs) name generator. Oh, my goodness. I'm not joking. And I just Just clicked it. it. Just like, bang, bang. Don't like it. Don't like it. Right. Right. I was like, nope, nope, nope. Until I finally came across a few that I liked and then narrowed it down from there. (laughs) <laughs> that's pretty funny that's how it goes alright so I've got one more email and this is from Toby rub my eyes a little bit Toby no <laughs> no god no no, no. why <laughs> what if the devil exploded and all evil, all the evil was gone from the world. What kind, what of, kind party of party would you throw? <laughs> all right. So upon another viewing of The Last Jedi, a scene that I have watched a million times just added another layer for me. Ray on the rock. Look, Luke. <clears throat> man. Putting her. Oh, man. My contacts. This is a disaster of a fucking show. <laughs> oh my goodness. My contacts are all fogged up because I was rubbing my eyes. Man alive. What am I going to do? All right, here we go. So upon viewing another upon another viewing of The Last Jedi, a scene that I have watched a million times just added another layer for me. Ray on the rock. Luke guiding her to take in the force with understanding for the first time. Here's the thing. When Ray sees the many aspects of the force, life, death, rebirth, violence, etc., the key to it all, the thing that brings it all together and has it make sense is balance. Well, who is the embodiment of balance as chosen by the force? Anakin. So in my humble opinion, Anakin's relevance to the ninth and final chapter to this story has been set. 
You can't use that word in Star Wars and not apply Anakin. The two are synonyms. We have been shown death, too much and heartbreakingly so, violence, so what we have left is life rebirth and what brings all of it together is balance, i.e. Anakin. J.J. and Lawrence could not have chosen to apply such a trigger word in such a significant scene without a return of Anakin. Or am I just making pieces fit so my dreams of Anakin returning is more feasible? So Halls and Will, is that what I'm doing here? From the Jedi coal miner, Toby. Um, well, first off, J.J. and Lawrence didn't write that scene with Ray on the Rock. Uh, Ryan Johnson did. I'm sure that's just a typo, though. Um, <clears throat> I don't know that that scene was ne- necessarily, like, foreshadowing Anakin's appearance as a Force ghost. I want it to happen so bad. I, not even from the the standpoints of standpoint of balance in the Star Wars universe, just from the standpoint of sort of encompassing all six episodes or all nine. Wow, all nine episodes of Star Wars. You know, right? Bringing it home. Yeah, man. Bring it home. So, um, I'm not convinced that Anakin is the embodiment of balance. I mean, maybe for the first half of his life, but the last half of his life is imbalance with the Force. Yeah, but he is the one who brings balance to the Force. Um, but he himself, I mean, he brings balance, but just because he is an agent that achieves balance, does that mean he himself is an embodiment of balance? Mm. Honestly, I think he is. When you think I mean, about he's a change agent. He's He's the chosen one. He is the one who is prophesized to bring balance to the force. But he himself isn't balanced. He brings it to the force, but not through his own harmony with it. No, but that that's also not what the the prophecy says. Right. Like all prophecies, it's fucking vague and and can be is open to interpretation. Mysterious. And yeah. there's a lot of wiggle room, aka Oh, this dude's going to go bad and kill a bunch of people for 20 years. Um, but, I mean, he is sort of balance in the force and the force being brought into balance is sort of, I don't know that he's the embodiment of it, but he's like the Star Wars poster child for it in the first six episodes, at least. Um. But clearly that shit isn't permanent because clearly things are out of... I mean, that's the thing. Like, Regardless of whatever prophecy and whatever happens, if the story of Star Wars is going to continue, that shit has to be thrown out of balance again. <coughs> you know? Like, you're not just going to have a Star Wars movie where everything is peachy keen. If you balance those scales continuously, it's boring. I mean, it's... Right. I mean, it's just the the course of nature, I would say. Things are going to be thrown out of balance. And I would imagine throughout Star Wars history, there's going to have to be a new chosen one that comes along and helps restore balance. Like, So you think they'll redo the prophecy? No. I, I mean, honestly, I don't think they will redo it. I just think that singular prophecy applies to Anakin and then it's sort of done. Like if there were more chapters to that prophecy written, you know, it might be something like, yeah, it's going to be balanced, but 
eventually that balance is going to be upset again and there's going to be a new chosen one you know what i mean <laughs> like you know i have a you know a firm belief that everything will be set right by the end of episode nine i don't think they're going to leave it on like a downer note um so if that's the case then you assume everything's in balance again well if they ever want to do an episode 10 shit's going to come around and wreck that again you know evil's always going to rise up you're never going to be able to vanquish evil forever yeah <clears throat> or at least you hope they don't like you hope that at the at least i don't at the end of episode they're nine nine they're not like wow whatever the fuck just happened completely eliminated evil forever because if that's the case, there is no episode 10. Yeah, because if it ends and everybody lived happily ever after, there's no more movies. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I don't need... I also don't think you have to approach it from that angle to justify Anakin showing up in episode 9 as a force ghost. I hope it happens. I really hope that happens. I think it could... Uh, like I said, I? it's not even like it's not even from any specific story standpoint. Like if he shows up, I expect it to be to Kylo and I expect it to be like for the purpose of being like, hey, kid, you're fucking up, dude. What are you doing? You are fucking up. Um, but it's more from like I, I love when Star Wars interconnects, right? Like I'm not the biggest fan of the. Darth Maul cameo at the end of Solo. But what I like about it is that it connects the animated universe to the live action universe where it doesn't make it feel like its own little bubble anymore, that, right? That that it certainly does. <clears throat> and as a Star Wars fan, you know like if you're into that sort of thing, you know well the cartoons are canon just as much as the movies are canon. So yes, Darth Maul did come back, but it still feels like this weird, disconnected, like two different bubbles that haven't been mooshed together. So, you know, while, like I said, I'm not a huge fan of it, I do like it from that aspect where it, it connects the two things and it, you know, solidifies all the canon a little more, makes it stick together a little more. <clears throat> and the one thing I'll say is, you know, there hasn't been a ton of reference to the prequels in the sequel trilogy this far. Like, in the first movie, you get sort of a, a throwaway line about the clone army. Yeah. Right? You know, maybe maybe uh, Supreme Leader Snoke should have used clones. And then Hux gets all pissy about it. Right. And then in The Last Jedi, you get a little more when... Luke fucking drops Darth Sidious. Awesome. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> and you get a little talk uh, from, I also meant to say, like, uh, Lor Santeca at the beginning of The Force Awakens mentions, you know, without the Jedi, there can be no balance. Well, the whole concept of balance to the Force is a prequel concept. That's not something that was present during the original trilogy. So That's we're getting, true. We're getting small little bits and pieces that reference the sequel trilogy. But I think, especially if they are really considering this to be the end of the Skywalker saga or the, you know, star Wars enumerated chapters for now, I really want them to do some sort of major tie in 
with the prequels in some way. And I think the best way to do that, Force Ghost Anakin. I think so too. I think it's the best. Hayden Christensen, Force Ghost Anakin. Absolutely. I'm I'm done. That's all I need, you know? Oh, yeah. I hope it happens, man. Like, I could just... just You can taste it. Yeah. And I could see it being really cool. And, like, it would be really cool from from the prospect of once episode nine is out, right? Let's say I take a weekend off and I'm like, you know what? This weekend... All I'm doing is watching all three Star Wars trilogies back to back in chronological order. That'd be tight. Yeah, I think it would give it a neat sort of bookend type quality to have the hero from the prequel trilogy appear to one of the main characters in the sequel trilogy, you know, like 50 years later. Basically, if, yeah. If you count the twenty years in between uh, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, and thirty years in between, <coughs> um, it's like if Yoda can reappear to Luke, anything is possible. Yeah. Now you know, like we talked maybe last week or the week before. Like so far, we have only seen Force ghosts appear to people that they sort of knew. You know what I mean? Like. Obi-Wan appears to Luke. Yoda appears to Luke. Things of that nature. Um, But I'm fine with them adding to that or changing that around to have Anakin appear to Kylo. I just think the power and weight of that would be so intense. Mm -hmm. Especially if it was done right. And like, you know, this. when I say this, I don't... I am not in any way trying to say anything about against Rey. Rey is my favorite character from the sequel trilogy. But I don't see the point of having him appear to Rey. To me, Luke appearing to Rey makes more sense. Much more sense. Him appearing to Kylo, but Anakin appearing to Kylo. And Luke too. I have a feeling Luke will appear to Kylo as well. I mean, he's, he straight up says to Kylo, see you around, kid. See you around, kid, right? <laughs> so, I think... I think they'll both be seeing Luke, and I think Kylo will see Anakin. Or I hope Kylo will see Anakin, I guess. Don't want to put all my eggs in the basket and say, like, yeah, I think that's going to happen. I just think it would be cool. <sighs> all right, buddy. Well, that does it for this this week. Um, hopefully, I'm back on the rails a little better next week. Jesus Christ. You will be. So much going on during this one episode. Like, I'm ready for... Um, uh, a, a buddy of ours on Instagram listens to the show. Do you remember the episode? Were you recording with me? I believe Steve was, but I can't remember if you were here. It was when you lived in Birmingham and we're in the middle of recording and Walter knocked a ceramic container off of a high shelf and broke it in the middle of recording. So I there's like this huge so. crash. Yeah. <laughs> he had just heard that episode. So we have another buddy that's going through the back catalog. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. always a good time. Yeah. But yeah, I was I was waiting for something like that to happen because dogs That would fighting, complete the set. Dogs barking, sirens, mean dropping shit off the table. It's it's 
been a rough one. Sorry, guys. <coughs> Anyways, um, if you like our theme song, please be sure to check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music. They're Stoned Cobra, and you can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. Uh, if you got a chance and the ability to leave us a five-star review on iTunes helps us out a lot. Really helped us out. And other than that, we'll catch you next week. Um, what is it? So, not this week, but the week after. Star Wars Resistance will be back at least. I'm so, excited. I'm ready yeah, for it to come back. Me too. Apparently, they've been putting up little uh, shorts since uh, it went hmm. off the air. Like little, I don't know, like maybe four or five minute little short episodes. So I need to check those out before the new season comes back too. I just haven't had a chance to. But anyways, guys, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next week. This has been Blue Harvest. I'm Halls Burkhart. And I am Will Wynn. May the force be with you. May the force be with all of you. May the force be with us. <laughs> <laughs>